what's up everybody it's been a a very long time since we have done this or been almost a year up, so i think it's been a year almost no, a year yeah yeah just about a year i mean because uh you know during the season it was last season it was tough to really do it so we kind of almost done you know at the beginning of that year so it was, it was just about a year since we you guys listened to a lighthearted podcast episode recent episode hopefully you're Obviously hopefully you're, you're binging out. binging the old ones yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> you guys were uh binging the ones that you guys might have already heard or if you new to the lighthearted podcast family hopefully you guys were um catching up on some some old episodes but we are back we are better than ever and we are ready for the next season we are it's, it's been a long it's been a long year so i'm uh i'm, I'm like i've been looking forward to this for a while Oh, for sure, man. This it's been a long time coming. A lot of people have been tweeting at us, going to my Twitch chat, uh, commenting on our social media, telling us when asking when we're going to do another lighthearted podcast episode, and here we are. So we are back, and we're ready to have an amazing second season with you guys. And you so, got a and you got an infrared sauna behind you. I got an infrared sauna behind me, as you guys can see. I had the lights on so I can stun on you hoes. Um, but, yep, got that. I got it um, Got it about a week ago. Loving it. It's been amazing. Helps with recovery. The whole science behind it, I'm not going to get into 20 minutes of this podcast episode trying to tell you guys or break down the scientific facts or scientific facts of the benefits of et cetera. Look it up yourself. But I got it in for Atsana um to help with recovery and i've been loving it. i've been doing it once a day uh just about or just daily um for the first week and now i'm about to start doing it twice a week uh you know just try to increase the amount i'm doing it and just you know increase the uh benefits for recovery in my body so yeah you, i got that you know what's a an underrated part of being a professional athlete that i think most people most people think it's the the cars and the jewelry and this and that no it's the fact that an infrared sauna is a write-off because it's because yeah, it's your it's job you need to recover for your job exactly um there, there's like there's a lot of things you can't write off but there's a lot of things you can't write off things that you don't even think about you can write off like i wear lululemon but like i work out in lululemon a lot like i'm i was with nike before right now i'm kind of in between deals um so i work out in nike and i work out in lululemon and i'm like yo i can you know, Lululemon is a is a write off. I work out in this. I you know this is what I I work out in for comfort and coziness. So that was cool. I figured out that was a write off. Um, gaming stuff for me. Obviously, I'm a big gamer, so I'm able to get uh, some of my gaming stuff, and that be write off. So my amazing desk that for people in YouTube, if you're looking right now, goes up and down. See, <laughs> I was that. wondering Ooh. how you were moving so fluidly. I was like, yeah, look at that. It looks smooth. If y'all are just listening to the audio portion, you won't hear this, but or you won't see it. But um, it's amazing. So, and we are we are not uh, CPAs, so by all means, go uh, do do not take this as as tax advice. Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't sit there and get like arrested for tax fraud and be like Josh Hart and Matt Hillman told me to do this. That they said this was a write off. Don't do that. I right, don't blame us for whatever you guys are um might do okay so we take no legal action all right josh what do you uh um, make sure we, we have it down 
What are you sipping on over there? Because because so, usually you're drinking wine, but you're not drinking wine today. So t- yeah, t- talk no, to the I'm people. Not drinking wine today. Talk to the people. So switching it up. Um, so obviously we talked about being back with you guys for the second season, and this episode is being brought to you guys by Grey Goose Vodka. Shout out Grey Goose and drinkgreygoosevodka.com. So that's what I'm sipping on right now. Uh, I'm actually gonna put a little bit more in my cup, but. That's what I'm drinking right now, man. I got some great great food juice with vodka. Some good vibes. You know, who doesn't like, you know, getting a nice good feeling every, you know, every so often. And, you know, nothing better than than some some nice, clean, distilled Grey Goose vodka, man. You know know what they say is from the, uh, isn't it from the French Alps? (laughs) isn't, Isn't that where it is? From France. So, you know, you know, France is winning on the alcohol side. You know, I'll tell you that. You know, they have good wine and then they got the best vodka. So Absolutely. And this is part of Grey Goose's holiday campaign, only the best. Um, you know, especially at holiday times, it's important to unwind, you know, reflect on the year. It's It's been a very long year. This is, you know, traditionally the best time of the year. And so I think it's really cool that Grey Goose is doing this, um, you know, working with folks like us as well as others and, and, and you know, kind of helping spread some of the holiday love. So, um, you know, for me, like 2020 has been a wild year. Um, but I think it's always important to kind of see like the silver lining in it and try and look at things positively. So I got to spend more time with my family than I, I ever could have imagined. You know, I, I was, I, I, it's the most time I've spent with them since high school, which has been a blessing. Um, you know, my business was fortunate enough to expand and, you know, we do a lot of work in the gaming space, which is, which is really hot right now. So, um, continue to push on there on that front and, you know, have, have made some, additional investments and, and we're back we're back with the lighthearted podcast so you know done done the best that i could to to make it a, a positive year but you know on this gray goose only the best sort of tip i would love to hear kind of from you what are some of the positives that maybe have come from from this year for you mm-hmm. um so for me uh i got my sauna in the back for for my our youtube audience that's checking it out um i think it was sunlightened i think it was sunlightened sauna so um that um got a new dog who's actually he's in here so i'm sure for my our our youtube audience i'm sure he'll start roaming around in the back very soon but i was got a new car uh you know and then everything else has just been just kind of regular kind of things just kicking it spending a lot of time with the family um well you guys were you know i saw you guys right after the bubble for a while unfortunately i haven't really been able to see my parents like that because of covid and my parents you know little bit on the older side of the the age spectrum hopefully they don't hear that um and maybe they just take this episode off and just just don't hear don't hear that part but um so i didn't want to be around them too much just because obviously um you know i'm sometimes going back and forth trying to do trying to get stuff done on the business side and i don't want to contract anything and give that to them so i'm actually seeing them for the first time in you know, seven, eight, nine, ten months, you know, in a couple of days. So that's very exciting. So um you guys know what you guys know me, so it's about it. It's real real chill, hang out with the family, game, and uh hang out with the pups. Cool. Well now that we got to uh reflect on that, you know, we're looking for uh looking forward to the holidays, looking forward to a holiday cocktail made with the best vodka, which is Grey Goose. Um our go to is the Grey Goose holiday punch. Uh, it's the best cocktail to toast to all of the good things about the holiday season. Uh, the best part is Grey Goose is making it easier than ever to enjoy your well-deserved cocktail, and you don't even have to leave your house to make it. 
which is uh, which is which is definitely up my alley, and and hopefully what everyone else is doing, you know, since you shouldn't be leaving your house. So visit uh, drinkgreygoosevodka.com, and and in one click you can have a Grey Goose Holiday Punch cocktail kit delivered to your door. It comes with everything you need to make a holiday punch at drinkgreygoosevodka.com, so you can impress your quarantine crew with your at-home bartender skills. Uh, you don't have to tell them how easy it was. Uh, and please sip responsibly. Imported by Grey Goose Importing Company, Coral Gables, Florida. Vodka is 40% alcohol by volume, distilled from French wheat. And cheers from the lighthearted podcast family to yours. I'm very happy I didn't have to do that uh, That read. You would have messed it up? Fucking butchered it. Shout out to Grey Goose. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the lighthearted Big podcast. Shout out to them, man. And thank you for... Uh, for for being a part of our first our first couple episodes back, you know you know what I gotta love about this. So right 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 when I obviously we had the the opportunity to partner with Greg Goose, um, I called my boy like uh, my boy Bass, um, my Twitch chat swells, called him because he loves Greg Goose like that like that's that was always like his his choice of alcohol to drink. So I'm like yeah bro, you know we got this. No opportunity to to partner with this um this this alcohol company i think you'll really like it and he's like i'm like he's like okay like which one is it? i'm like and i just i had the bottle i just like facetimed him i just showed him the bottle he's like no gray goose and so it was, it was hilarious we used to call him the gray goose poppy so gray goose has been a part of a lot of really good, really good memories throughout the year so oh for sure so i gotta gotta give them a lot you know a lot of love but so kind of going back into us we're yeah back. like we're back so and, and this is kind of a you know a first episode we kind of wanted to give a intro uh to to some of the new listeners and and viewers that um weren't with us for the first season and then for the people that's coming up from the first season to to get reacquainted with reacquainted with us and us with you guys so we wanted to kind of do this one just us um try to have this a little more intimate feel just kind of what we have going on what we think about a lot of things that's going on in the world today and um just have you know have some fun and introduce you guys to lighthearted podcast like i said so we are looking forward to uh you know to this one so for uh, anyone who has may not have li- listened to the show before this is their first experience with the lighthearted podcast who are you and what do you do um my name is josh hart um Play basketball for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, avid gamer. Um, you can see me on Twitch at J Hart Show. Um, things like, yeah, J Hart Show. Um, and, and that's mostly what I do. <laughs> I do. I get in the gym. I hoop. I come back, play video games with my uh, with my boys. Um, besides that, I hang out with my girlfriend Shannon, who I've been with for um, way too long. Um uh, and and hang out with my dog. So that's kind of me. Everyone always it's funny because everyone always sees the NBA life and they're like, oh, like I bet you do this. I bet this, 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 and this. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm still young, but for the league, I'm kind of getting on the older side. I'm tw- I'm about, about you know going to be 26 in a couple months, and I'm just kind of I, I feel like I'm one of like the old heads of the team. So. Um, my life is very easy. Sorry to disappoint some of you guys that think the NBA life is wild. You know, for me, it's not really, but that's who I am. And, um, I hope you guys grow to love it and grow to love me if you guys haven't already. And, 
Yeah. So, vice versa. Same question for you. What? Who are you? Who are you? Um, my name is Matt Hillman. Um, I'm the co-founder of Cut and Sew LA, which is hi Matt. Hi everyone. Um, <laughs> which is a marketing agency in the sports and entertainment space. And then recently, which is which has been a, a whirlwind. It doesn't feel. It feels like it's been way longer. But but back in April, we we officially launched um, Zoned Gaming, which is our gaming and esports marketing agency, which has been um, just a, a an absolute, like I said, a whirlwind just because of everything that's been happening in that space since since quarantine, which you know you know better than anyone how how much it's grown. Um, so that is my day job. That is what I spend the vast majority of my time doing. I occasionally podcast with you. Um, and then for those of you who might not know, Josh and I went to high school together, um, both play basketball on the same team been friends since we were uh shit 10th grade summer before 10th grade um became brothers shortly after that um have spent more time together than we probably care to admit the man just opened up his doors to me for uh, a good shit how long was that i was there from july well you weren't you weren't there for half of it because i was house sitting but i weren't there for yeah i weren't there for half july of it. july but it was probably like two months yeah two months two, which i'm two months, three months eternally maybe. grateful for um so yeah that's uh that's me i'm a i run a run a marketing agency um and we do a lot of work together in uh your gaming endeavors and otherwise yeah it's it, it's funny because obviously uh we always thought we were going to hoop and it was like okay you know, I went to Villanova. You went to Carnegie Mellon, and obviously, I was trying to, you know, you know, aspire to get to the league. And you were kind of doing your own thing. You weren't thinking about doing, uh, you know, this at all, <laughs> or, or you know, kind of be on the marketing consulting side. And it's just so funny how things just kind of all came together. And it's like, all right, you know, obviously, we were brothers before, and then now it's like, oh, it's it's cool because they're able to do so much stuff off the court, not even just a podcast, but I mean, you know, half of my business endeavors, um, you know, probably, you know, you bring probably half of, you know, half of those things. And we do a bunch of stuff in the, in terms of the, the gaming space and the investment side of it. I think me and you are, you know, in the same investments, I think it's like five or six different investments. So it's so crazy because, you know, you always grow up thinking, oh, we can do this, 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 and this, and it's kind of how we can work together. And then, you know, you grow up and life happens and then, you know, you guys go, you know, you go your own separate and then somehow, you know, you make your way back to doing stuff together. So it's actually really cool and really dope. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we were like hooping together in high school, I think if you would have asked me like what the perfect scenario would have been like seven years down the road, it would, that was when I like still had, you know, MBA or professional aspirations. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh, you know, it would, it would be us like hooping together, like in the NBA, which don't get me wrong, I would, would probably be pretty cool. But, uh, but now that like, you know, we're doing what you're doing, like not to like, I don't want to like gas myself, but like what you do, what you do at the highest level. And I like to think that like, I do the same, just at like at a different, in like a different game. Um, and I think it's just really cool that I'm able to take some of what I do and bring it to your world. You're able to take some of what you do and bring it into my world. And I think that we offer each other, uh, just something that's really unique. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, you're an advisor to our, to our business. You know, we're very like intertwined. I think that, you know, what, what you've done in your career, what I've done in mine and what we've done together this early on is just really exciting. And I think that, you know, we're on a really strong path. I mean, if you look at some of the greats 
the great uh, uh, people out there that have built brands with with athletes. You look at the Mavs and the Riches, and you know the what Rudy and Iggy have done. Like you just look at all these, and they're just sign- they're just a lot older, you know. And they've they've really laid the blueprint. So I think I just think we have a lot of lot of lot of mileage left, which is which is exciting, um, both on the court and off. Yeah, and it, it's perfect just because obviously you see those guys and they've done so much, but you just see how athletes especially off the court have grown so much in the last 10, 15 years. Cause before that it was really just like, I uh, go hoop when you're done hooping and do whatever, but you didn't really, and part of it is social media. You didn't really hear too much about, you know, people on the, the business side of it. And, and now obviously Brown was a big part of that. Him and rich and, um, you know, like I said, KD and, Rich, <laughs> again, uh, different Rich, but same name. Um, how they started doing so much. Obviously, Iggy's huge off the court in terms of writing his own book, his investments. Um, you can go down the line, you know. I mean, really, everyone at Golden State. And you can just go down the line. So it's so, it's so cool just to see how athletes have evolved in the last 10 to 15 years um, with those things and being more outspoken and, kind of having more of a voice and i think you know it's a beautiful thing yeah it's it's exciting um you know all you can do is continue to like carry the torch and hope that the kids you know that are younger than you because you said earlier like to think of you as a vet is is crazy because like i don't know if it still feels like you just got to the league i don't know at least in, at least mm-hmm. in my opinion i know it's been a while but um and and i mean to think that you were like one of the oldest on the team last year was was crazy and with all the the moves that have happened recently you might even be like i mean you're pretty pretty damn close to, to the oldest right now i would imagine um which by the way i just saw something that zion is the longest tenured pelican by the way which is which is crazy to think yeah. about if that's true yeah i think it is because he signed his deal end of june and then um we signed the end of June, and then I guess our trade was like uh, final, you know, at the end, at the beginning of July. So he, I guess, yeah, he's technically our him and yeah, just him because not even our our draft picks they were part of that trade, so that they weren't even official until July sixth. So um, yeah, he is the longest tenured Pelican player, which is obviously kind of weird. I saw it, I was like, what the? Hell? I'm like, Yo, people really just make random shit up, like. This just isn't true. And then you had to like sit there, think about it and look at everything. And it's like, yeah, that is true. That's actually kind of wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, I mean, you know, JJ is someone who I think has done a really, really good job of building. I mean, we talked, we were talking about this the other day, but uh, he's, he's kind of, uh, I don't want to say transformed himself, but, but the JJ that the world sees now, I think there's a very different perception of like that. You tweeted something about, you know, when he was at Duke, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> And his podcast is phenomenal. Say, you they, they, so much shit for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what he's done in the podcasting space, I think, is really cool. I mean, he's been so consistent, and the, and the caliber of guests that he's had on on his show since he relaunched it has been. Oh, I mean, everyone crazy. from Stacy Abrams. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean that that's that's the one thing because I know he, you know, he had you know him. He started off with just oh we had you know he he wanted to have a podcast, and I forgot. I think it was under the Ringer, um, and, and now he kind of branched off from you know from the Ringer. And it's kind of just doing his own thing and kind of doing it uh, kind of how, um, uh, what's it called, Spring Hill 
uh, production with Braun and um, KD is is um, thirty five, thirty five. You know, productions. So kind of doing it like that, and and he's having his own podcast, which you know it's called the Old Man in Three. Obviously, he's the old man and he shoots threes. Um, but he's had amazing guests, and he's actually starting to have podcasts under him that they're kind of rep, you know, representing and kind of pushing out. So it's, it's really cool, you know, to see that and obviously have that, you know, have someone like that on my team and obviously me and him are pretty close. So it, it's kind of cool to see how he's doing that and kind of see the steps as he's, that he has taken uh, to get to that point. And it's like me, I'm just in there kind of taking, jotting down notes to see like, okay, he, he did it this way, you know, that's cool. Or, or like talking to him like, oh, what was good? What was bad? What you wish you could have did? different and and great thing about him he's you know he's so open with it at least about you know with me just open with um everything that he kind of ran into the the problems that he had the uh, uh, the successes that he had in in terms of doing that so um it's perfect to have someone like that who's on the team that I can kind of just talk to about those kind of things but yeah we're definitely going to have to have him on cuz we cuz he you know everyone thought he was a piece of shit in in college including me he actually ended up being a kind of a nice guy, but um, we were also Maryland fans yeah. growing up. Yeah, but I feel like I mean, first off, I feel like half of the world hates Duke. You know what I mean? So I feel like half of the world hates Duke, and then you always have this one really good white guy that plays for Duke that is just go get just buckets, but just everyone hates him. You know, you had Chris Leitner, everyone fucking hated him. You had um, who was the the tall the tall white guy who could shoot the ball? Kyle Singler. Kyle Singler. Fucking hated Kyle <laughs> Singler. Uh, people hated Grayson Allen. Like there was just always some like white dude at Duke that was just killing, and everyone just fucking hated him. So, um, you know, me and JJ talk about that a lot, and I tell him, you know, he's a little bit nicer than what I thought he was gonna be because he uh. Seemed like a dick at first. So. <laughs> well, I mean, JJ aside, I mean, in the podcasting space, I think what's interesting is like you hear a lot of there's been a lot of people in the news who have, you know, left networks for whatever reason or said that they didn't like the deal that they were given or felt that it was unfair. They didn't have the IP, whatever, whatever. You've seen it at, you know, Barstool with Caller Daddy. You've, you know, Joe, you know, Joe Budden is saying a lot of stuff about his deal, whatever, whatever. Um, when we started this, we had no idea what we're doing. But I think you and I both kind of looked at each other. We were like, we had like, you know, we were in conversation with like networks, you know, I think we could have, you know, gone that route. But I think we were kind of just like, let's learn and like, let's do this our own way. And if we fuck up, we fuck up. But like, let's just let's just try it. And I think it ended up being probably a little bit more work than we imagined. And that could have been why we took such a long hiatus, because we I mean, we put out a lot of episodes for six months straight. Um, But I'm kind of glad we went about it that way, because at least at least it was ours and we kind of had the control over like the direction that we went. We, and we still do, right? We own the IP uh, as opposed to, ha- you know, had we partnered with a, like a network maybe and given them ownership or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like the, the thing about it, and obviously, you know, not all networks are bad or being under sure. a network isn't bad, but, um, you know, they, they have you know, a lot of benefits. Like for us, it was um, like getting guests sometimes, like especially when I, when I got to be in season, it was, it was so hard and so draining and it was like, all right, I'm, I, we got to try to, you know, let's hit this guy up. Let's see if he does it. And then everyone, you know, you know how some of us athletes are, you know, we don't always, 
you know, we don't always hit, you know, hit right back or something like that. Don't all not always the the, the easiest to get in touch with. Don't so get me started. It <laughs> it was a uh, I mean that whole thing with a handful. So that's you know something that a lot of networks kind of do yeah. and help out and and obviously that's an amazing thing to do. But um, you know, we were just kind of like you know what, let's kind of do this ourselves. Let's learn. Let's figure. And figure things out and let's play the long game and not you know you know it wasn't about money for us it was like all right let's just go out there just have fun with it talk about what's on our mind what's going on in the world and just give people the opportunity to listen to um amazing guests and you know re- their respected fields and you know learn as much as they can because obviously you know you don't always have the opportunity to sit there and to listen to you know a ceo or listen to someone on the, on the board of a company or someone who you know, it, it, it being successful coming from, you know, a not good upbringing. Right. So um, that's something that we want to do. So it was just kind of like, let's go out there, have fun. It's not going to be easy, um, but let's just kind of see what happens. I think the other crazy thing is like, so we knew, we, like we, we knew early on that like, like when we had video of the podcast, it, it would do better because we could put it out on YouTube and then we could like take those clips and put those out on social. So we tried so hard to make every episode a video because it was like more engaging. Uh-huh. And so my ass would be flying all over the country to like, you know, I remember, I remember one time you were in Toronto playing the Raptors and I got on a plane and flew to Toronto. But if you look at now during COVID, how much more acceptable Zoom and like, like FaceTime content has become like we could have just done, we could have just done that shit the whole time like like now exactly. like now we can just do everything via Zoom right we're going to start doing we're going to start interviewing our guests via Zoom and I mean you know a lot of a lot of podcasts are you know now you just for instead of seeing them in person it's just you see like their faces on Zoom so I just think it's funny how how different of a place where and I mean we yeah we it was a grind it was it was a grind for sure exactly yes it wasn't an easy thing to do, but now, like you said, with with Zoom, it makes everything so much easier. Especially with with guests. Now you can have guests that are in different states. Um, I don't know about different, maybe different countries. Maybe you can got get maybe you can get like a Chelsea lad here, and and, and talk about the season or something like that. Because obviously, I'm a huge Chelsea supporter. But that'd be dope. Um, you know, have some of those people. And so that that makes it really cool for us. That makes it really cool for the guests just because and the, the guests and the listeners just because it's not just about like, I right, who, you know, who can he, you know, get it, you know, meet up with, especially during COVID that and it's not, you know, the, the safest thing. And I was just like, I right, can just go in, go into to the game room, you know, click a Zoom link and, you know, you're, you're talking to people. So it's uh, definitely making it easier for a lot of us and more acceptable. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to having some good conversations. Um, you know, a lot has changed in the world, right? In the past eleven months, well, eleven months since we did the last episode, but I mean, eight or nine since since COVID began. Yeah, a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot, and obviously, we're gonna we don't know how many episodes we're gonna come out with yet. We're gonna we're gonna figure that out, but that's something that's gonna be. Really fun, just because, you know, like like you said, twenty twenty was just such a a rough year. You know, it was a year to forget. Um, but you know, I feel like a lot of people have found success in it. A lot of people have went through hardships, and I think that's going to be something that's going to be really cool uh, to hear. Uh, and I, I really, what I honestly, I really want to try to find somebody who 
kind of like went through it who like lost a lot during during COVID whether yeah. I was through like you know stock market or um you know being laid off or something like that I really want to find hopefully we can find a guest that meets that because I want I want to hear like that side of it and just see how they were able to kind of get back on their feet because obviously you know there were so many people in the in the world but so many people in the U.S. that you know lost jobs or um at least were unemployed for an extended period of time and you know you know unfortunately life doesn't doesn't stop um you know it was put on pause for a little bit you know with the help of the government but um you know those rent payments had a you know they started having to start back up and you know just groceries and living and doing all that cost and so i really want to find someone I, i don't know like maybe if it's not even you know, someone big, maybe it's just like a regular person or regular listener or something like that. Definitely want to try to find someone and, and have them on the episode and just kind of hear their story and just kind of hear that side of it. Cause that's, that's a side not a lot of us see. Yeah. I mean, small, I mean, small business owners too, right? Like imagine owning a restaurant or a dry cleaners or, I mean, so many of these things that like y- you think are, will be around forever, but I mean, we couldn't leave. No, no one left their houses. We couldn't leave our houses for months on end, right? I mean, like, and these people have 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 commercial leases and uh, employees, and like, all, you know, it, it's just, it's it's really crazy to think about. I mean, I I realized it when we were in the thick of it. Like, I realized how how detrimental and how crazy it was. But now that we're sort of, not to say we're out of it by any means, it's still obviously in a really bad place. And you know, there's a lot of people who are still getting it and who are passing away. But I think it sounds like we're sort of at least past this like total lockdown phase and it's just mm-hmm. the, like looking back on it it's just crazy to think that like we all did that for so long uh it's even crazy because i feel like we we did you know we could have been so much better with it because there's so many people and obviously you know you guys have you know your right to your body and and to do stuff like that but um like i know like my girlfriend was very she wasn't paranoid but she was really um you know, really on me, especially just about, you know, obviously I wore, I wore masks all the time, but just sanitizing, you know, wiping, um, wiping our groceries down, wiping whatever we, you know, have shipped, you know, to the house, wiping that down. And, oh my God, I feel like, you know, it was like, I, right, we got, you know, we, we go to the store or something, get out the car, sanitize your hands, you know, get wipes, wipe down the carts, sanitize your hands again, yep. you know, grab stuff sanitize your hand, pay, sanitize your hands when you leave, get in the car, sanitize your hands, go home, unpack everything, wipe it all down, and then wash your hands after, and put it away, then wash your hands. And it was just like that, you know, for so long. So it's like, it's crazy to see how long we did it for. And it's like, I just, I feel like if everyone was like, so like locked in into a T, I feel like, cases wouldn't be going up right now yeah well what's crazy to think about is like how many of these habits are going to stick around after the pandemic right like um i mean a lot of people in like certain you know countries in asia have been wearing masks for a while right even like before covid just Mm -hmm. just part fashion accessory part you know to protect you from germs um so one i mean the idea of and it's funny, a lot of people were looking at them like, like looking at them like crazy weirdo. Like, yeah. yeah, look at these weirdos wearing a mask. Like, what? Is, why y'all wearing a mask? And now it's the norm. They were ahead of it. And even like, you know, if you really think about it, like, you know, when we went to when I was in New Orleans with you, and we went to Whole Foods, right? And Whole Foods had the the disinfectant wipes next to the carts. It's like when you really think about it, why wouldn't you 
disinfect the yeah. cars before you touch it because people are fucking nasty. Even if it's not COVID, someone probably picked their nose, did some wipe, you know, wiped their yeah. ass and didn't wash their hands. Like people are nasty, mm-hmm. even if you're not going to get a COVID from them. So, I mean, that like, you know, wiping stuff down when it comes in the house. Like, I think a lot of this stuff is probably going to continue after COVID. I had a friend ask me an interesting question. I don't think this is the case, but he was like, he was like, with, do you think we've seen the end of like the handshake? Because he was like, handshake as a concept is not, it's not a sanitary thing. It's like, it's not, you know? Um, And I was like, I think we'll go back to normal. I think people will still that, but you got, I mean, you got to think about how much, you know, what, what have we learned during this and what's going to persist even after COVID? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, with that, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can see that going away anytime soon. But I think at least like next generation wise, I think it'll be more acceptable to like give you like the the hand, like yo, or maybe like a fist pound or something like that. Because like think about it, like sometimes like if if we were going into a meeting right now or something like that, and I don't know, you have like a CEO of some company reaches his hand out, shake your hand, he was just like no germs like you know what i mean like yeah. then you look like you already you start off on the wall the wrong foot dude looks at you like the who like who the like who the hell did this guy think he is like you know what i mean but like now you know it's like especially the younger generation like people you know coming up now they're gonna be like no nah, i don't like we don't gotta do that we can just hey how you doing okay and and, and keep going on with your day and stuff like that so it'll be interesting like you said to see all the stuff that kind of stays and sticks with us yeah so you know i mean that that time last year when like that little kid was running up to larry trying to get the autograph larry was just ahead of his mm-hmm. time it was a germ thing you know it was a, exactly, it was a covid yeah. thing that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually hilarious i'm, I'm actually I'm telling them like bro dot you were a visionary, visionary on that one but it's crazy because like now for us we might look like assholes you know what i mean because you know if, if people want to like sit there like you know, have us like hold their baby or like want to like hug and take a photo and and stuff like shake hands and all that, all that, or you know, give us a pen to you know a sharpie to sign something. And we like we don't want to do it. It's like not you know we're not doing it because we're like self centered or whatever. Like we're doing it like yo, especially now like we yeah. have no idea like what we could get. You don't know anything and like some of the people that we're doing, especially when you. As an NBA player, I'm sure it's crazy with, you know, other sports. When you do get your pregame workout in, I usually go with like 40, 45 minutes left on the clock. Um, I start working, you know, I do a workout and then I'll I'll go in and you have kids lined up around the the entrance when I go go out into the back area and go to the locker room and et cetera. And they're, you know, have their hands out, you know, wanting high fives. Or, you know, have Sharpies out, balls out, um, basketballs out, um, you know, cards and all that. Um, wanting you to sign it. And it's like, now, you know, I would like, sometimes I'll be like, yo, especially when COVID, before we shut down and COVID's going on, I was like just running straight past. I'm like, nah, I'm not signing nothing. I'm not touching nobody. I'm not doing anything. So it's, it's going to be more acceptable. So, um Hopefully people don't look at me like, dang, Josh, that guy's an asshole. Right. That's crazy. On like a kind of different note, um, when the NBA made the decision to come back, we were still very much in the thick of COVID, right? Like there was there was no end in sight. And there was a lot of people on both sides of the fence. Obviously, you had 
social justice issues, which which is its own you know discussion. But from a, purely from a COVID standpoint, you had people on both sides of the fence. I remember you had people saying, you know, there's coaches who are old, you know, whatever, whatever. Say say someone gets it in the bubble, the whole bubble's going to get it. Like you know, if anyone, God forbid, passes away, like the NBA is going to have blood on their hands, like PR nightmare, like a lot of crazy shit. Like like again, we're far removed from it. But if you really think about where the country was at that time. It was incredibly courageous, I would say, of the NBA to, to do what they did. So like, and it, and it came back at a time where people like desperately needed basketball or just needed something. So mm-hmm. like, how how important was it for like the NBA to be that league that like took that step? And then like, what do you think that? Because in a weird way, and I don't think I'm being biased, it almost felt like the the success of the bubble marked kind of like a turning point in terms of like COVID protocol and just like our whole sort of where we were with this disease. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but. I feel like it was so much bigger than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was, I mean, that whole thing was crazy because obviously we had one of our associate head coaches, uh, you know, Jeff Bizdelic, who's our defensive coach last year. Um, he didn't come to the bubble just because, you know, he had, you know, prior health issues. So he didn't even go to the bubble. Um, Gentry was 65 and that was kind of like, you know, the, the CDC was saying, you know, once you're 65 and over, you're really at risk or your, your risk is, is a lot higher. Um, so he didn't even know, you know, they were going back and forth with the league. He didn't know he was going to go to the bubble until like the day before. So it was, it was just so crazy because you got, you see some people with underlying conditions not going, um, for valid reasons. You see people who are older, um, not going and and those kind of things. So it was crazy on that sense. But, you know, for, for us, it was like, all right, we gotta, you know, I think some of us was, (laughs) tired of being in the house, you know, just by ourselves. But it was just kind of like, all right, we got to, let's go do this. And then especially when, you know, some of the social injustice things were going on, it was like, all right, you know, a lot of eyes are on us. Everyone has to, you know, most of the people have to be home. A lot of people are at home. So, you know, we are a big part of the, I would say the culture, you know, the culture, especially in the U.S. And a lot of things that we, you know, we do, you know, are, are replicated, whether that's in other sports or just, um, you know, smaller industries and things like that. So we thought it was important for us to go out there to you know, continue pushing forward, being smart about COVID, obviously, and, you know, finishing the season. And it was, you know, really fun um, and it was really good. And I think that's what a lot of people needed at that time. And um, you got to give a big shout out to Adam Silver and the NBA, all the medical people that were there testing us on a daily basis because we didn't have one, uh, one positive, uh, you know, during that time. So it was just shows you like, all right, as long as you're, you're there, you're, you know, you're wearing your mask, you're washing hands, you're being, you know, you're sanitizing, you're limiting contact between you and other people, you're social distancing and you take the, you know, the virus seriously, you can make sure, you know, you're in a position to, to not get it. And you're in a, um, doing those kind of things and you don't have to fully stop your life. So that's something that was kind of good for us. Yeah. Before, before you guys did have that realization where I think you sort of got there a couple weeks, a month passed, no positive tests happening. You're like, okay, like if we do what we're supposed to do, we'll be fine. Before you had that realization, were you nervous? Cause you didn't really, you weren't, you were playing it safe. You didn't, we weren't leaving your house. You were wiping shit down. Then all of a sudden you get on a plane and you go to Florida where, what was your, obviously you wanted to hoop, right? Like, like everybody else did, but what was sort of your mindset going to that? Were you nervous from a COVID standpoint? Uh, a little nervous just because you knew, all right, if, 
if somehow this bubble is compromised and someone gets it or uh, you know a couple of people get it, it's going to just be a domino effect because we're all in the same campus. We're in the same hotel. We're you know doing whatever. We're, we're walking by each other. You know, obviously we have friends on other teams, but saying what's up. So I'm like, all right, if a couple of people get it, then you know it's you know it's a wrap. I I was literally going in thinking like, yo, this. This bubble is not like the the season's going to be canceled. This bubble is not going to work. At, at one point, there will be a positive test, and the bubbles there's no there's going to be no more bubbles. The bubble is going to be compromised. So a lot of people in the NBA were going in thinking like, all right, this isn't going to last for you know an extended period of time. We were just thinking like, all right, we're going to go here, maybe here for a couple of weeks, and that will probably be sent home. And obviously, got to give a big like I said, shout out before to to Adam Silver and the NBA for making sure it was as safe as possible. You know, you had people there. You know, if you weren't wearing your mask uh, inside, you know, people were sitting there like, oh, you got to put your mask on. Or um, we had a little magic band in it. Uh, you know, we had entrances. We had to hit our magic bands on and they'll tell us like, I, you know, if, if you didn't, if you didn't test that day or you didn't, you know, fill out the questionnaire in the morning about how you're feeling, you have your symptoms, your temperature, et cetera. You know, you weren't able to go places. So they took it really serious. And, you know, even I think it was DeAndre Ayton, you know, you know, forgot to um, test one day. And the next day he wasn't able, you know, he missed like the first half of, of a game because he, you know, he wasn't able to, t- you know, wasn't able to test the day before. So um, they took it, you know, extremely serious. And that's why it was successful. So when you were playing in the bubble, I mean, you're someone you've, you've played right high level basketball for a while you you hooped at villanova amazing atmosphere you played uh you know and it was it where was the uh nrg stadium for what eighty thousand people right staple center was always rocking smoothie king center was always rocking did it take you a little while to like get used to playing in a quiet gym because you you i would say more so than most feed off of like crowd and momentum and like energy and like heart like when you dive for a loose ball and you jump over the bench and you land on someone in the crowd like and the crowd goes nuts that like gets you going so like mm-hmm. what did it take you a little while to get used to playing in front of no one at the beginning of, of every game obviously you have you know the the announcer saying you know and you know the whole, the whole, your home team or the the guest team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and we'll run out. And literally, we only played eight games. Obviously, unfortunately, we didn't make it to the playoffs, but we played eight games, and they did that. I think I laughed every game because there's nobody here. Like, who the hell are you announcing this for? Right. Like, you hear New Orleans Pelicans, and you don't hear a word. Like, right. you might hear like a distant clap from like. Uh, from like Trajan Lane, you know, like uh, or David Griffin, or someone like that, who are you know who who were there, and but it was just it was crazy, and it took a long time to get used to. It. I wasn't even used to it just because you know we only unfortunately only had eight games, but that's why you see the the Lakers did an amazing job on it because you see, you know, whenever something would happen, their bench was ecstatic. Yeah. You know, you had, um, and it wasn't it wasn't even you know like you know obviously Dwight was doing it. Um, Jared Dudley, Quinn Cook, um, who else? Javert was amazing. KCP, you know, all those guys are amazing. And but it wasn't even just them. It was you saw how you know how hype uh, Caruso was, um, Bron, AD, and it was like they had such a big camaraderie, you know, such a really good camaraderie at the team, and and it showed. So I think that was one you know reason why they wanted obviously talent, coaching, and et cetera, but 
part of that with having to bring your own energy every day and guys don't realize how hard that is especially in the nba it's hard to bring energy every day in every game especially when there's no fans no yeah. nothing and with the schedule no that you guys had right you're playing every other day pretty exactly. much exactly i'm playing every other day um you don't have your family there you know you're you're missing your kids your wife your significant other whatever it is so you know a lot of people mentally are checked out but you saw the lakers were fucking amazing at it and that's you know part of the reason why that won because they were just so you know close together and you know when you have stuff like that especially this year you know that's going to be something that um is going to be huge and it can be the difference of winning you know an additional two, three games and, you know, making it to the playoffs. Another thing interesting too, is like socially, right? Like very, very, there's very few times where every NBA, well, there's never a time where every, every, every NBA player is under one roof, but there's very few when like the majority are, I mean, one is like all-star, but not everyone's at all-star. Another is it like, you know, LA during the off season, but all of a sudden you have, you know, the, the vast majority of the league under one roof and you like, you know, you see a dude at the breakfast buffet as you're walking this, or you see a dude at the bar or whatever it is. Like, what was that like sort of like socially to 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 go from like playing against dudes to like essentially cohabitating with them? And then also like, did are there any friends that you made that maybe you one wouldn't have expected you to make like an unlikely friend that, that you became cool with because of the way the bubble was set up? So it was, it was definitely weird to coexist with people like that just because, you know, we were in the... You know, obviously we were one of the the bottom seats that, that was going in. Um, so we were staying with who was in our hotel, like the Wizards, um, Blazers, right? Blazers. I mean, let me think. Of the team that were in the West, the Blazers, um, the Kings, San Antonio. I forgot. There's a couple other that was on that was in the West that were there. So you're you're literally, you know, you you're walking by people. You, you know, you have some friends that's like, oh, what's up? But then a, a lot of guys, you're looking at them like, let's do some shit. Or we got, you know, we playing these motherfuckers tonight, man. They feel like Fuck. an AAU like, tournament them. in that way? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that because it was like, all right, you're, you're around them all the time. But it's like, it was hard to turn off a switch. You know what I mean? And and like you saw like Jimmy Butler, he he didn't have he didn't have that switch. His... Like him, Patrick Beverly, you know, some of those guys are like, it, there, there's no friendliness. It's straight competition. And then, you know, maybe off season, then it's like, all right, then, you know, we can be we can be cool and doing all that. But um, it was definitely hard to coexist with some of those guys because, like, you know, it's like, we're, you know, we see, you know, seeing Dame and C, you know, especially like CJ, he had the wine, just came out with a wine there. Obviously, I love wine. I was, I was drinking, um, drink, you know, his one night. And I see him, and it's like, I'm not sitting there trying to have too much conversation with you because, like, I'm sitting there hoping y'all lose and we win and doing all that. So it was just, it was just weird. But um, I'm happy. I'm hoping we don't have to do that again. And if we do, it's gonna. I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. Some will probably pop off. Any unlikely <laughs> and unlikely new friends from the bubble? Um, unlikely new friends, not really. I didn't really hang out with too many people. Um, obviously, I hung out with Mikel, um, saw Donovan, um, JJ Redick. Obviously, two guys that I, I was cool with before that I got that that I hung out with them a little bit more in the bubble was TJ McConnell and Doug McDermott. Love those guys, great dudes. So I guess kind of I I would say 
um that i guess i'll say them um because that was that was always good vibes hanging out with them and um drinking and etc so i guess i'll just say those guys that's dope i went to college in pittsburgh and a lot of my friends grew up in the pittsburgh area um tj has the juice out there for sure he is the <laughs> juice is actually hilarious tj probably has one of the ugliest jump shots like there probably is in the league like let's there's... let's say let's say uh, let's call it unorthodox Un- okay the most unorthodox jumpers in the league are Zoe. TJ McConnell. Zoe is a very unorthodox jumper. Um, who is the guy that was in Charlotte? Kid, Gil- uh, Kid, Kid Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Kid Gilchrist. Very unorthodox jumpers. And, and TJ is probably one of the king of the most unorthodox um, jump shots. Can't really shoot threes, but if you put him on like mid-range, especially on the baseline... It's fucking ugly, but it's cash. So I can't. I guess I can't really talk too much shit because it goes in. But, it goes in. It goes in. Um, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton goes, has yeah, a exactly. has an unorthodox one as well. I don't know if you've seen him shoot. It's kind of like a set shot, but but it goes in too. Really? Yeah. I haven't really seen. I, I didn't really watch too much college, so I don't. Oh no, we'll see. I don't. Even, everyone's always sending me asking me like, "Oh, how, what do you think about Kyra? What do you guys think about your pick?" I'm like. I heard he's a good guy. Like I don't like I have no idea. I haven't seen anybody really play in college. Only ones I really saw was uh, you know, obviously the guys that uh were at Villanova or teams Villanova played. So have you hit him up yet? Yeah, he was actually in the facility today. So it was cool to see him there. He he got got a little bit of work in today. We're gonna I'm gonna have to put him on the J Hart workout plan because uh, we gotta get him get a little more muscle on him. But um definitely going to be um you know fun to watch and and good to have him on the team nice what's everything look like for you between now and now and this season i know we're headed uh headed headed for for thanksgiving which will be fun yeah so going to hang out um with all with all the fam and um the hamptons for for thanksgiving for kind of getting away for three or four days so doing that, but besides that, just getting back here, starting to you know work out with with a team. At, at that point, everyone will be in market and everyone will be here, uh, working, getting tested, then working out, and and then training camp starts with practice. So that's really what we're going to go on. It's kind of crazy because we still don't even have a schedule in terms of like games and all that. Because what we're going to do, right. so that's kind of wild. But um, that's it, and that's kind of really all I've been doing this this summer was just you know working out. Um, strengthening my um, upper body, lower body, making sure uh, you know my knee is at, you know as good as it can be you know for you know during this break and going into the season. So that's really what I've you know been doing. So it's like I told you guys earlier, my NBA life is very um, it's not too exciting. So as much as that, that's kind of what I'm doing. As much as it pains me to say this, you also have a pretty good fantasy team. <laughs> I do have a pretty good fantasy team. I, I've actually been been killing my my fantasy leagues. Actually, let me go. Actually, I actually got a couple of people playing today. That actually, I don't think I don't think it's gonna affect me too much. But I'm in. I think I'm in either first or second in almost all my leagues. That's actually wild. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm like seven and three. Barely on the playoff um, push right now. I'm. It's gonna be very close for me. And I play you. I play you. And it's funny because you don't. You don't need the win. But I do. No, I don't. I'm a, I'm 73 in that, and the league that I I'm the the CEO of. 
uh, I have a Villanova league where a lot of my guys that played at Villanova were on, and I'm I'm seven and three. They they were sleeping on me. They thought they thought shit was sweet. I started out zero two, and then after that it was WW one loss. WW I'm actually on a one two three four five five game win streak. I just played the person who's number one in the league, Matthew Kennedy, and looks like I'm going to beat him. So. Um, I'm killing, and my and my team is stacked. I got it. Well, I had Joe Burrow, but obviously he got hurt. So uh, I actually traded. I made a trade. I traded Curtis Samuels and Darrell Henderson Jr. for Tom Brady. So I'm gonna have Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Terry McLaren, Ron, uh, Rob Gronkowski. And then my flex is either going to be Hines from the Colts, Jonathan Taylor from the Colts, Mike Williams, or hopefully Justin Jackson when he gets back um, for the uh, Chargers. New Orleans defense, and then I got the kicker from Vegas. So my team's kind of nice. I don't want to jinx it. It's kind of nice. And then my other team, my other league, what am I I in this league? My other league, I am 8-2. But I just caught a big L this week. This is the only thing I hate about fantasy because I had a bunch of dudes from the from the Buffalo Bills. I had like Jared Allen as my quarterback. I had their defense. And I had one other person. Oh, Evan Ingram was a you know one of my tight ends. He was on bye. So I had a bunch of guys that were on bye. And it was like, all right. But I have a nice bench. But I don't want to drop anybody. And get a quarterback because my dudes are nice. I can try to trade them for something. Right. So I'm like, I just took the, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the L. I'm still going to be in like first or second and I'm going to keep all my players. So it's a nice life. I wish I could, wish I could say the same. I'm out here, I'm out here fighting hey, tooth and nail. I'm, go, I'm going to get every dollar I can. Two of these leagues, I'm, I might have to get some, get some money. Actually, in, so. I don't play you, by the way. Char, uh, Charlie and Pops play you. Oh, they're going to get killed. I play, I'm pretty sure I play like Larry and Bobby or something. So I actually might have a decent path, but they, I think Charlie and Pops play you and Jeff. That, that's, oh, yeah. me and Jeff. Yeah. So he played the top two teams in the league. So yeah, no, they're, they're basically done. So they, they just got to, they got to give someone up. They, oh, I'm going to try to get Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey he is really like a wants- cheat code for fantasy. He really wants Aaron Jones from me. So I'll tell him I'll trade Aaron Jones for Travis Kelsey. I'll do it straight up. You know, I'll be nice. That's not bad. He won't do it, but we'll see. I'm actually going to propose that trade right now. <laughs> Live on air. Let's see what he says. Live on air. Let's see what he says. Travis Kelsey for Aaron Jones. Should I do that? Is that a good trade? You'd be trading Aaron Jones? Yeah. Who would, and he'll be, and I'll be, who would you put in his place at running back? Chase Edmonds. I mean, that's not a that's not a terrible. A ter- and I can, I can try to I can try to pack who's your, somebody. Who's your tight end get, right now? My tight end's Jared Cook, and with Drew, he was solid with Drew Brees, but now that Drew Brees is out, yeah, it's not going to be. Yo, good. Yeah, we got to talk about Taysom Hill, bro. I we need to get Taysom Hill on the pod, bro. That's what that's what we need to do. He just I love fucking I love Taysom. That Hill. man just stepped in at quarterback. 
I like him a lot just because he's like he's kind of like me, honestly. Like, go does the dirty work. Like he goes in, you know, he's on the special teams, he's on punt coverage, um, does time at quarterback, you know, running back, wide receiver. It's it's just crazy. All the things that he does is it's so crazy, and it's like you have to be so elite at those at, at that because obviously. You know, making it to the league is is you have to be elite. It's so hard to make it to the league in any sport. But to make it to the league and then be able to play four different positions, to know the reads that you have to make for each play. You know, quarterback, you're reading the defense. Wide receiver, you're reading it. You you know, if you have a, a you know, what is it, like a hook, a hook route when you have to, um, you know, get to the to the first down marker and then sit down if they're in a the zone and try to catch, yeah. you know, catch a ball when a middle linebacker is flying at you to try to take your head off. It's so crazy. To, so to see him, you know, be successful and, and to, to be that versatile is just, it's you crazy. know, what's crazy is I don't know. I forget who in our league has him, but whoever has him start. So started him. Yeah, I wonder. No, bro. Him. Someone started him at tight end because because oh, really? so you could probably have him anywhere. because he's classified as a tight end still but he oh, put up wow that's out of pocket. but he put up quarterback so numbers so whoever did it i forget who it was had him he scored 24 points at the tight end position yeah wow tight end quarterback yo that is such a cheat the code. biggest cheat code of, of, of all time no way who picked him up who is ritz fernando heck is that oh that's fernando wow that was a bro, cheeky move is... That is so cheeky. I'm gonna try to get him to trade him. Yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to try to get him, bro. Cause that that is that is so unfair. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, we're coming up here on an hour, bro. Um, I'm happy to be back ch- talking some shit with you. Hopefully, we can um, I would say what's the word? Be a, be uh, be a little more sustainable this time. A little more uh. You know, not not burn out, right? So I think I think switching to every two weeks instead of every one week is a really good thing because we're not full time podcasters and we're only we're only getting busier. Um, and uh, yeah, looking for, just looking forward to bringing it back and having some good conversations, growing the podcast, and uh, you know, thankful to everybody for for sticking around and and everybody who tweeted at us. We we see you, we hear you, and uh, we're back exactly we're, we're back and it's gonna be a fun second season and and again big shout out to gray goose for them sponsoring um the next coming episodes to you guys so obviously shout out to gray goose vodka and drink because it's gonna be a very fun season we're gonna start having some amazing guests and can't wait for you guys to tune in and and hear what they gotta say yes sir let's get it huh. Cheers. Let's do it. Cheers, my guy.